hello everybody. Welcome to the Happy Healthy Home Podcast with your hosts, John and Bronya Harris. We are grateful that you guys have taken some time out of your schedule to join us for episode three. And uh, we have uh, really prayed about this as far as where to start into maybe the, the work of a relationship. So welcome in, Bronya. Thank you. We are um, thrilled to be coming to you from one of our favorite places, Um yeah, and it's going to kind of feed into the, the episode of that's right. how we decided to that's do it. Right. We are in sunny Florida. Orlando, Florida, for those of you who just really need to know that. <laughs> and uh, it's one of our happy spots. So we uh, we uh, hope this is an encouragement to you because being down here is an encouragement to us. And we desperately needed to get down here uh, for just a long weekend to kind of get away. And so that's important for us. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode three. So, guys, let's just jump in. What we're going to talk about today and the uh, extent of our episode for today is going to be talking about love languages. Uh, and uh, that's been an important understanding uh, for Bronya and I. Bronya, why don't you talk about how we came to understand this, what yeah. that kind of meant to us, and at what point in our relationship. That- so, very early in our marriage, we um, came stumbled on this book. Uh, by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. And uh, it has really been an encouragement to us in um, understanding each other better. John and I are complete opposites in a lot of areas, which I think most couples are. Um, But this book helped us understand that a little bit more. And it took us a long time to uh, really learn how to love each other. You know, when you first... when you first start dating somebody or find an attraction um, and you think, oh, I love this person, I'm going to love them forever. And then once the relationship rocks on, you start seeing the differences and you understand, oh, they love different than I do. Um, And so this book really helped us understand that and figure out how to love each other better. And this is just a book that we recommend um, to all of our couples that we ever do, like premarital. Yeah. Uh, and, counseling too. And to kind of explain that, uh, when we're talking about love languages, everybody loves differently, especially males and females, uh, just kind of who they are will love differently just based on the, um, the, you know, the different sexes of who you are uh, and what that looks like. But what we're talking about, that we're talking about how a partner views love, how they express love, how they experience love and how they perceive love. And, um, but like I said, most most males and females perceive that differently. And there are, you know, whether you want to call it respect or time or whatever the deal is, there's five love languages that Erie Tabin gives you in his book. We're going to kind of briefly talk about those. I mean, just a brief understanding. I think our next episode, we'll dive a little bit deeper into each one of those. Uh, but we just really wanted to kind of um, introduce the, the thought. We just felt like early on in the podcast and talking about uh, happy, healthy home because uh, uh, this is going to talk mainly about marriage, but even as me and Brian have been sitting here trying to talk about love languages, we've we've often we we think about that with our kids too. How do your kids perceive and receive love? And uh, so it it again trying to be a total um, family podcast of of thinking about just marriage, uh, but also the home and kids. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, quality time 
and receiving gifts. And like Brian, you said a while ago, uh, most of you that are listening to this know that I'm a pastor, so I do a lot of premarital counseling with the couples that I marry. I require premarital counseling with me, and that is always one of the assessments that I, I matter of fact, it's the it's the uh, uh, the session with those couples that I enjoy the most because I'll get them to do a, a love languages assessment. I'll get them to do a 16 personality test, and I'll usually also get them to do spiritual gifts uh, assessment on each other. And then we sit down with those, and we talk about how they're different. We you know, we help people to understand different things. And if you've never uh, taken a love language test, there is actually an app um, that I believe Gary Chapman puts out. It's called the Love Nudge. Mm-hmm. It's a free app. And you can take the test on there. You can take the test online, too, if you don't want to do the app. But the app is really cool because you can connect with your partner and you can see their love language. You can it just you can put goals on your app about how you want to um, reach certain goals with expressing love to your spouse. So I strongly recommend uh, if you're unfamiliar with love language. You can even get some nudges on there that if your love tank is uh-huh. <laughs> is getting low. Because uh, sometimes some of us may not perceive that. Yeah, John and I use that phrase a lot, love, filling our love tank. And uh, you'll hear probably in a lot of episodes about love languages from us. But um, my love language is definitely, uh, a well, there's like a big gap between my first and second love language. But whenever my love language is being... Uh, fulfilled i guess i tell john my love like my love tank is full yeah and usually you know it when mm-hmm. when someone uh, you should be able to kind of tell because uh, it can uh it can r- run over frustrations into a lot of different avenues of your life if you're just not feeling or receiving love so um so, um, but also, let me let me is uh, I talk about the premarital counseling, and I I talk that with uh, with young couples or just couples getting married. Um, uh, just a word of warning on this: this isn't a one-time assessment on your spiritual gift. I mean, your uh, your love language. Uh, now, personalities, like I'll tell young couples, personalities don't change. Uh, very rarely do uh, personality change. So the 16 personality test kind of gives you a deeper understanding of the person's personality. And that is kind of intrinsically woven in, and that really isn't usually going to change. Um, spiritual gifts may change a little bit, but usually not a whole lot. Um but love languages can absolutely change. Uh, and uh, matter of fact, I think the more you get to know the person that you love and how that person receives love, and then you develop a an ability to speak their love language, I think it really feeds over into who you are and how you, I mean, like quality time probably wasn't really heavy on my list probably 20 years ago but it is now uh it has kind of moved all the way up to number two and uh uh, on my list so uh, because you've done very well at um loving me the way i need to be loved through quality time yeah brian's love language is uh quality time uh disney and <laughs> and expensive purses. That's the, that the top three gifts for Ronnie, for love languages. So, and uh, mine is uh, sarcasm. Mine's wall. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, sarcasm, sarcasm. But no, mine is uh, words of affirmation and shoes, and <laughs> and then golf right after that. So, 
uh, either, either way, just, just mess it around. But hey, spiritually thinking about this, let's, uh, again, most of you that are coming to us, come to us through knowing that we are a part of the church, we're Christ followers. Uh, doesn't mean that you have to be to be able to uh, be a part of our uh, uh, happy, healthy home uh, family. But either way, uh, spiritually looking at this, um, we we have to connect it spiritually. Uh, I would say we're Christ followers, so we're following Him and His example. Romans five eight. But God showed, expressed, commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. So you see that He got to know us. He knew us, and He expressed love in a way that we needed that. All through Scripture, you'll you'll see that word know or knew. Uh, like Abraham knew Sarah. Now it's obviously talking about the physical um, uh, knowledge of a person, a full knowledge, a full understanding. But what I would do to relate that to you spiritually is you spiritually, you cannot separate love in what it means uh, and knowledge. And so as you're getting to know the person, uh, obviously there is the intimate connection of getting to know everything about somebody, uh, but uh, this is going well further beyond that of just knowing how they perceive and understand and receive love. Because if you're not careful, this can really, really lead to some um, frustrations. So, Ronnie, why do you think it's important to study your partner and love their love language? Well, because like we said earlier, um, you know, everybody loves different. Everybody perceives love different. And um, <clears throat> so if if your partner loves um, in one way, but you love in a different way, which is usually the case, and that's all you know. So if if you're just loving that person the way you know love, but they're not perceiving that, the way that you are because that's not how they perceive love so um if so for instance my love language is quality time if my husband has a day off work and he spends the day away from me doing something he enjoys and his love language is gifts and he after he has been away from me all day long and then he stops on the way home and buys me a gift and brings it to me how am I going to perceive that? How am I going to receive that? I'm not going to receive that very well because that's his love language. He sees, he thinks that he's doing this great job because he's bought me a gift. That's how he perceives love. I needed him to be with me and he spent the day away from me. So that gift is not going to be received in love. I mean, I would appreciate it, but, but it's just not we did. We don't view love the same way. So, um, not that there's anything wrong with uh, somebody going and doing something they enjoy. I'm not meaning it that way. I'm just saying, like, you can't. You've got to study your partner. You got to know what they uh, love, how they love, and you've got to figure out how to do that, even if it's out of your comfort zone. And um, <clears throat> in the beginning of our marriage, John's uh, one of John's primary love languages was gifts. Well, I'm not a big gift giver. Never have been. That's I didn't grow up that way. So it, he probably thought I didn't really love him that much because I'm just not a good gift giver. Uh, I have learned over the years how to be a better gift giver, how to listen to him when he uh, talks about things he wants or when he shows me pictures of things he wants or um, those sorts of things. I, I've learned how to give 
gifts better. I, I think. I think I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, you've got to study your partner. You've got to know them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I felt like I've always been good at giving gifts. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, and again, it's just paying attention to cues. Uh, you know, guys out there, if you're a horrible gift giver, uh, she's probably got a Pinterest page. <laughs> uh, I'd pay attention to it. I'd, I'd, you know, if you don't have a Pinterest account, that's okay. Uh, but you may want to just download Pinterest on your phone just so you can see what she's pinning on her board. But in the beginning of our marriage, with that being your primary love language, I probably did not appreciate the gifts in that time because it's just not something that is that important to me but over the years because i understand that that's you loving on me yeah and i have and you've spoiled me rotten so now i kind of expect gifts um so yeah i would say my gift my love language has changed and gifts has moved up the ladder because john has loved me with gifts a lot of times um so i have understood in my heart that that's how he loves and i have really uh, come to appreciate those those gifts um so that's what we mean by learning to learning your spouse and studying them and understanding how they love and how they perceive love and quality time you know for me uh it it, you say these are love languages and they really are a language in and of themselves uh just like it's hard to go from english to spanish or from english to french or whatever it is it, it it can really sing that same way so quality time um you know that can be now here's 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 the deal like here's a it could be frustrating like so brian's call brian's love language is quality time but that doesn't mean that we just sit at the house and watch a movie uh there's a there's a qualifier in the front of that word time quality time so uh you know it could be you may be saying your your spouse's love language is quality time so y'all take a um a you know, you just stay at the house and you're together. In your mind, you may be perceiving that y'all are together because y'all are at the house the whole day together. But in reality, she was inside um, on her phone and you were outside working in the yard. Uh, So in my mind, I could have thought, hey, we were at the house all day together yesterday, so today I'm going to go play golf today. Well, in reality, you just kind of spent time together. You spent In the same vicinity, but you're not really together. But it was not quality time. So, hence, uh, and and that's just a perception into some of maybe our frustrations through the years of how I've kind of perceived things (laughs) to where Bronya has perceived them differently. Uh, But, like, we're at Disney right now. We we have a certain uh, credit card that we put all our expenses on, pay our balances off each month. If you can do that, that's a great deal. We use IHG card. It gets us free nights at hotels. And I think this is our fourth time down to the Disney area uh, for an extended weekend, which we get a free room and we get to enjoy some cool food and hang out together. And it's really quality time. And I look forward to this just as much as she does. We have some... Uh, uh, I guess you could say some high stress responsibilities, and so uh, a few days away, even though we're not maybe getting park tickets or going in, but we're together, we're talking, we're walking around, we're eating food that we probably shouldn't be eating, but either <laughs> way, it's it's kind of fun to hang out and do. But that's that's quality time uh, for her, and like I said, quality time has moved all the way up to number two on my list. So uh, that's just really really in, important. Um, so. 
kind of looking post Valentine's Day. Here we are. We're this is our third episode. We started it on on Valentine's, and uh, we pay attention to maybe couples around us. And you know, Valentine's may have been a frustration for you um, because it's the day of love. Um, and just well, I'm gonna throw out a nugget out here that's not in our show notes, Bronya, but I just think it's. I think I think Valentine's is important. You know, it's not a forced Hallmark holiday, uh, but I think it's a time to to put on your calendar to celebrate your relationship. And you don't have to do it on that day. Fell on a Wednesday for us this year. Wednesdays we, are crazy busy for us. Oh yes, yeah, crazy. And um, and so, uh, but around that date of taking time, I just think it should be a celebration. I. I appreciate daddy daughter dances and you know buying your kids you know a valentine's thing but to be honest with you i really think it's a couple's holiday uh uh to celebrate your love uh and to make sure that you do that because i've seen families who will do all that other stuff but but they won't celebrate their their own relationship so that's just a um that's just me uh, on a little soapbox so take that for what it's worth but We've seen couples that are frustrated because, you know, maybe somebody missed the mark on that day. Uh, and, you know, how do you think it can, what what are those frustrations you've seen or perceived? What do you think are remedies to that, Brian? Um, well, again, you have to know your partner. Um, <clears throat> but I think, I think there's never an excuse to just dismiss, um, especially a holiday put aside for love. I mean, it's a day to celebrate your love. And um, you don't have to spend a lot of money in any of the, if you look at the list of love languages, there are ways you can express your love in all of these areas without spending money. So this has nothing to do with spending money or being extravagant. You know, we've, Um, we've, we've, we've sort of made it our life go to figure out ways to to do things for, um, you know, cheaper on the on the dollar That's not always been oh well, there's just no sense in it there's no sense in um blowing the budget but anyway um you just you've got to know your partner and you know uh, a handwritten note may mean may mean more to your partner than anything that you could buy them if words of affirmation is their love language or um you know do, doing something around the house that's that's a big chore for them um that that may be a way to show your love on Valentine's Day, like doing going above and beyond. Like that, you have to find a way to express your love, and on special occasions um, is when you really need to go above and beyond. Yeah, anniversaries, uh, Valentine's, and and again, uh, yeah, I heard we we had one podcast we followed, and they had, had talked about they had went through a period in time where they just didn't. They didn't celebrate maybe Valentine's Day because they felt like it was a Hallmark holiday and, um, you know, just to buy and sell things. And um, uh, so me and Brian were kind of talking through that. I, I understand that that thought pattern. If you have a really strong relationship, but to, but to be honest with you, I think everybody that's listening to this podcast has a busy life. And if we're not careful, our relationship can be the easiest thing to set aside. Same way it is spiritually, I see you know, I see people all the time, you know, the first thing they cut out um, is, is you know, the spiritual connections. You know, church can be the first thing <laughs> to, that people will set aside. But I think that right behind that is our own relationships. We can get so busy with um, life that we put our relationship aside. And so, um, especially during the years of um 
I think the English way of saying it is rearing your children. Uh, but, you know, we, we raising your children and going through those those uh, years of that, it can be so easy to put your relationships. So I think Valentine's is important because it's a forced time to, hey, uh, let's let's focus on this, this relationship. Because me and Brian, you are at a spot now. Uh, we can focus on each other more than we've ever been able to. Right, but we also are getting to enjoy the fact that we didn't set us aside for twenty years. While Absolutely, we we're not we're not just relearning each other. No, no, we're just we're getting to really. I mean, we're um, and I I'll throw in there too that there there were many Valentine's days, there were many birthdays, there were many anniversaries. We had three very active kids. They played all kind of sports, cheerleading. Um, uh, track, baseball, football, basketball, you name it. Our kids did it, and there were three of them. And there were many Valentine's Days where we were either um, separated, you know, one parent at one field, one at another, or we were, uh, if we were lucky, we would be together on those days. But we always found a way to make whatever the day, whatever the celebration was, we would figure out a way to make it special. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't just use the excuse of we're busy. Or our kids have this or our kids have that. Because one day those kids will not be there. They're going to be with their spouse. And they're going to look at mom and dad to see, did mom and dad survive those years? Did mom and dad, what did mom and dad do to make those days special? And they're going to need to know that you showed them how to um, love a partner and how to make it last. Um, So. Yeah. So, uh Brian, you had a quote there from Gary Chapman, the author of that, the book that we're talking about, and I thought it was a really powerful quote. Can you give that one as we get kind of close? Yeah. Yeah. He says, um, we can recognize the in love experience for what it is, a temporary emotional high, and now pursue real love with our partner, with our spouse. Um, and I think what, yeah, I think he's he's just, what he's saying there is, you know, it's time to do the work that comes in a relationship and in a marriage, and that is figuring your partner out. Um, don't dismiss it as not important and say it's not important. Study them, know them, know how to love them, because that's when that's when the real love and the real work happens. I often ask uh, uh, people all the time, you know, what do you think is the highest form of love? And um, uh, again, going back to our spiritual roots of um, being Christ followers, um, to me, the highest form of love is sacrificial love. Um, and, you know, a lot of times as a kid growing up, you may not realize, you know, the sacrifices that your parents put into their love for you, what they sacrifice. Um, now, with that being said, parents, one thing I would not sacrifice is your love for each other in order to love your children. Uh, but we know as parents, there are things that we have to sacrifice. We have to put other people in front of us. We have to make sure our kids are taken care of, the needs that they have and the things that you can do inside of the means that you can afford. Then you you do those things and you, you let those kids know that you love them. And a lot of times it seems like it's almost seemingly easy to do that for our children because we either want them to have an experience that, maybe we didn't have or you know certain um certain things maybe we didn't have growing up and we kind of sacrifice things to afford that but um but also then we just kind of missed the, the idea of 
loving each other sacrificially. Getting to know someone's love language is going to be sacrificial. It's going to uh, cause you to have to sacrifice time, effort, energy, understanding, knowledge to, to know the other person. Uh, and so like that quote that probably just gave you from Gary Chapman of, you know, uh, it's uh, the in love, you know, we can be in, infatuated with someone, how they look or uh, who they are or whatever it is. But uh, those things, you know, th- those things wear with time. And then all of a sudden we're looking for someone else to be infatuated with. To, in reality, uh, after those things are done, we're right back to the hard work of getting to know someone and appreciate who they are and what they love and, uh, you know, I'm to a spot now, and I know, Ron, you probably feel the same way, vice versa, but I, when I know I can, I've got things covered to where we can get down here or uh, on another trip or somewhere where we can just be together and I can intentionally try to keep my phone in my pocket and just walk around and hold Brian's hand, I feel really good because I know I'm... I'm loving her and I'm making her happy. And in turn, that makes me happy. Uh, So I think those are some really important things for you, no matter if you, I mean, me and Brian, you're married, uh, it was 28 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's 28, 28 going on 29. <laughs> and uh, uh, hey, it's it's an early morning. I'm at a hotel and I don't care. So uh, about what day or time it is. So. Uh, but, you know, whether you're married 28, almost 29 years, or if you're just in year two or three uh, or year 10 or 11, I think it's there's never it's never too late to, to start. So uh, next week's episode, we'll dive more into the individual love languages and kind of give you maybe helpful, practical uh, advice about how to express those things. And uh, that'll kind of spill over into episode four. Yep. Got any closing thoughts there, Ben? Uh, I would just say to put a bow on everything that we've said that um in all of this you just have to uh, love your partner in a way that they understand yes 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 take the time to speak their language take time to speak their language hey guys i'm gonna uh pray for us we're not coming to you from the love seat today we're coming <laughs> to you from uh, the love city ours is orlando 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 Hey, let me get, let me pray for us, guys. Father, we love you. Thank you for each couple that took time to to listen to this, and uh, we all realize that we're all in this together, and uh, uh, of just kind of working and fighting for our relationships that uh, that uh, matter. Uh, thank you for uh, the family. Thank you for giving it to us. We know that that comes from you, and from your heart, and from who you are, and we probably guess best get to understand you in the midst of this so father i pray that you'd help each husband and wife get to know each other uh and uh take time to to understand each other's uh love language how they perceive and experience and understand love and god i just pray that you'll help us to do the hard work of that thank you for your work of showing your love for us and the cross uh, sending your son to to die on the cross uh, father to uh, take care of our sin debt and to establish and affirm a relationship with you so father i pray that you'll help uh, help us to express that through our relationships and uh, father i pray you'd bless each family 
uh, that's a part of this. I pray this in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, we're going to dance our way out of this and uh, hope you have a great day. Uh, and we'll look forward to you guys joining us on episode four. If you could uh, make sure that you follow uh, our uh, podcast, make sure you share it uh, with some family or friends, and we would definitely, definitely appreciate it. Love you guys. Love you, Brian. See you next time. Love you, babe.